All right, so what are we doing here? What's this series about? We're answering questions. We've answered some questions already. We answered what to watch. We answered why are you? Why do you exist? Uh, last week we answered what's your favorite verse? Obviously that wasn't on the list of like on Google, but we still answered it. And today we're going to answer a few more questions. First question no, that's not the first question. Oh, no. Uh, no. Oh, this is, this is so embarrassing. Right, you can take me back. Thanks. I don't, I don't know what's going on. One more. Okay, don't have it. I put it in there, don't have it. First question. Uh, who let the dogs out? The answer is, my dad let the dogs out. Um, it was a whole thing. I had to chase after it. We got it. It's okay. Second question. How do you spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? And that answer I don't know, and that's not correct. I know that. Um, how? How do I know that? Because I, I typed it, and I got the red squigglies. No, it's wrong. Does anyone know how to spell it? All right. Well, not, not with that. That's, yeah. We're not, we're not answering that question. Yeah, but, but the answer we are really, the question we're really answering today is, what's your name? Anybody have any nicknames, like any really good nicknames? I want to hear them. So, Quinn? Uh, Q-Dog, or the other one that was invented here was Q-Tip. Q-Tip. Q-Tip, that's good. You said Q-Dog and Q-Tip, Eve? That's your nickname? My legal name is Yvonne. Ah. Nobody can pronounce or spell it. Is that with Y-V-O-N-N-E? Yes. And Can't say that anymore now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's, I have a story to go with it. Yeah, so Eve is a nickname. Nice. I didn't realize that. Anyone else? Nicknames? Yeah, Boyer? Um, Boyer. <laughs> Actually, uh, I used to, so the people I used to hang out with, I was the youngest out of all of them. Yeah. Okay. Nick. Uh, well, Moose is in here, so we start, I'll throw that in. But, uh, yeah, right, right, right. Baby Gap on oh, Baby Gap. Yeah. That, is, that is a great nickname. Yeah. Uh, some people call me Megara. Me- Hercules. Meg. Megara. Yeah. Is that what Meg's name is in Hercules? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Cool. Huh. Yeah. Very cool. Um... Thanks. Well, I, I have some nicknames. I have a lot of nicknames, actually. A few of them. Not, not all of them. But Ratman, Single T, Matman, Matt the Rat, Just Plain Rat, Hench, Henchhog, Henchy, Matty, Big Moose, Panorama Slamma, Eagle Eye, Beef Wellington, Young Sneezy. So I have a lot of nicknames. All right? A ton of nicknames. <clears throat> but uh, we probably all have a lot of different nicknames, though, right? Like... Things that maybe just your parents call you, maybe just your spouse, maybe just your best friend calls you. And in the Bible, God has taken a lot of various names as well. Um, and what's interesting, like, like my nickname, some of them don't mean anything. Beef Wellington? <laughs> what? <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. But in the Bible, God's names mean something. And it, tells, it reveals different things about him and his character. So... Uh, tonight, we're just going to look at two of those names. It's kind of three, but it's two. Um, and it's specifically how they relate to the timeline of eternity. 
So we'll pray, then we'll jump into it. Father, thanks again for uh, just letting us come here today, um, for the beautiful weather you've been giving us recently, and um, just thanks for the young adults that just have a desire to grow to be more like you and know more about you and just come here and fellowship and for eating week-old pizza and just thank you for every opportunity you give us, every blessing you give us. I pray you open our eyes and our heart. Um, may your Holy Spirit just come, be here, speak through me, and, and let, let people hear what you want heard. Thank you. Amen. We're going to be starting in Revelations 22, 13. We're going to be jumping, we're going to be jumping around. Um, <clears throat> but here's where we'll start. Revelations 22:13 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. So what's it say? One of the names God chooses to describe himself as is the Alpha and Omega. That's one. So if you don't know what that is, if you don't know what that means, uh, fortunately... It's broken down in the next few words. The Alpha and Omega. What is that? Well, it's the first and the last. It's the beginning and the end. The Alpha is the first letter of the Greek, the Greek alphabet. And can anyone guess what the last letter is? Omega. Omega, yeah. It's essentially our A to Z. The beginning to end. The first and the last. But what does this name reveal about God? Well, I want to look at both sides of it, the alpha, the beginning, and I want to look at the omega, the end. So let's start with the first, the alpha, the beginning. <clears throat> Two weeks ago, I talked about how God was present at your beginning, how before you were even born, God was knitting you in the womb. He was laying his creative thumbprint on you. God was present in that. In your beginning, God was present. He was the alpha, the first, the beginning. But he isn't just your beginning. He is your beginning, but he's not just your beginning. He isn't just a beginning. Um, this verse is a thus statement. And we know that the statements are very different than a statements. What I mean by that is, uh, maybe you heard the verse, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. That's very different than I'm a way, a truth, and a life. Jesus is saying, I'm the way, the only way. There aren't other ways, it's the way. The truth, the only truth. Not a truth, the life, not a life. It's the same thing with this. The beginning, the alpha, not a beginning. Because we've probably all been a part of a beginning, right? Like we've probably had a lot of a beginnings. A school, a marriage, a relationship, a job. You name it, you've been part of a lot of a beginnings. Our lives are filled with them. But God says that he is the beginning of all things he's the beginning genesis 1 1 i think i have it up there in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth before there was anything 
there was God. There's always been God. And to be honest, we can't really fathom that, right? Everything we know starts and stops. And God doesn't fit into that mindset. So I want you guys to think back to middle school math class real quick. And does anyone know what this is? It's not a line. It's a line segment. It has a start. Oh, wait, yeah. A line segment. It has a start, the line, and the end. You know, we're going to start at 6.30. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have the message. We're going to talk. We're going to end at 8.30. A line segment. Our whole life is filled up with line segments. It's what we know. It's what's comfortable. It's what makes sense. It's something we can comprehend. But God operates as a line. It has no start. It has no end. It goes in both directions eternally, infinitely. He's the beginning. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In the beginning. He is the beginning. But what's the other part to that? He's the end. He's the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. So, It'd be weird to look at just the beginning and not look at the end, right? So um, I don't know if you guys know, but there's a battle going on right now, probably in this room, in this world. It's a spiritual war, and we'll get back to that. But first, I want you to imagine something. Imagine you're at Beijing or wherever the Olympics were held. Um, and It's an imagination, so it can be wherever you want. But you're at the Olympics, and you're competing in whatever sport you want. I'm probably competing in volleyball and I'm nervous right I'm sweating I'm like this is crazy because like I haven't trained or anything like that like I'm not six foot in this like I'm me like with all the skill that I have you guys are you with all the skill that you have you're in the Olympics you've never even practiced you don't know how you got there but before the event happened somebody looked at you the judges looked at you and they came up and they put the gold medal on you then they put the silver medal on you. Then they put the bronze medal on you. You swept. You won. That's not even possible, but it happened. They declared you the winner before the competition even took place. All of a sudden, your nerves are probably calming down. You're excited. You're celebrating. You aren't now afraid of the competition. You're not looking at the seven-foot giants on the other side of the net. You're looking down at the victory. But you also acknowledge that it clearly wasn't anything that you've done. This is the war, the spiritual war between good and evil. The winner's already been decided. God's wearing the gold, silver, and bronze medal, it's already been decided. Satan isn't the end. The demons aren't the end. 
you aren't the end. The end belongs to the same as the beginning. The beginning and the end. John 16, 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You're going to have problems, but you know what's coming. You already know. You're getting all the medals. Not because of anything you did, but because Jesus already overcame the world. He's already done it. It's over. It's final. And it's decided. He's the beginning and the end. He always has been and he always will be. It's in the Bible numerous times. I'm not going to read them all, but it's in Revelations 21, uh, 6 through 7, in chapter 1, 17 and 18, Isaiah 44, 6, Isaiah 48, 12. But there was another one in Revelations 1, 8, and I thought it was slightly different. It says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Now, it sounds like the same thing, right? The beginning and the end, who, who is, who was, and who is to come. But what stuck out to this is the is part, who is. He says, who is and who was and who is to come. Not just the beginning, not just who was. Not just the end, not just who will be, but who is the now, the today, the right now. Which leads us into our second name. So we have the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, that's a name. And we have another name, Emmanuel. And Matthew 1, 22 and 23 defines the nickname Emmanuel. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. <coughs> Sorry. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. With us. God with us. Emmanuel. He's not just a creator and a finisher. He's with us. Jesus came to the earth to be with us. We have the Holy Spirit to be with us. When things are hard or you're overwhelmed, you're doing life with God. With. He didn't create you and set you off on this race by yourself to, to get you at the end. Emmanuel with you. God with us. When you're overwhelmed... You're running a race with somebody who's never overwhelmed by your struggles and your problems. Share them with him. You know we're allowed to do that? Like we're allowed to share our struggle, our problem, our labor with God, with Jesus? Like we don't have to hold that. There's an open invitation to share that. He's with you. You might as well share it with him. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and, I, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus 
is telling you to lay your burden on him. Let him share your burden. Let him take it. And what's he going to give you in return? Rest for your souls. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. He wants to trade you. He wants to help you. He wants to take that from you. And yet I think so many times, maybe we know that, maybe we don't, but we just feel like we have to carry the weight of it by ourselves. Share it. Lay it on Jesus. Take his yoke. Take his burden, which is easy and light. Find rest for your souls. Be yoked with Jesus because he's here. He's with us. God with us. Emmanuel. Who was the Alpha, the Creator, the First. Who is with us, Emmanuel. And who is to come? The Omega. The End. The Last. Imagine how different our lives might look if every morning we woke up to our stressful alarm clock to go to our stressful job to go back to your stressful house. What if we woke up and every morning we thought, I'm going to take Jesus' yoke. I'm going to share this burden with him. Imagine how different your life could be. How much more rest for your soul you could have. If you leaned on the God that is with us. The God that's always going to be there for us. The God that's always been there. He is with us. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's the now. Father, thank you so much for, for being with us. When nobody else is. Nobody's with us like you are. Everybody else can leave. We can wander from everybody else, but you are there. No matter where we go, you're there. You won't forsake us. You won't forget us. You, you knit us together. You were our beginning. You were the beginning. And you're going to be the end. And just thank you for that. Thank you for that consistency, the only consistent thing that we have. Thank you for all of your names and the power that brings and what it teaches us, what we can learn from it. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being the beginning and the end. For being God with us. Amen. Uh, we'll split up. I got a few discussions.